Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Start the celebrations for McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And we are live right across Australia here on The Driver's Seat, covering all things motorsport. My name is Nims Or, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and for the first time in a long time, Stevie Johnson here <laughs> on time. Oh, my oh, God. Come on. He was uh, he was like 10 minutes early tonight. It was unbelievable, Nimsy. Mm. I had to take a double take when he walked. I thought, who's this person walking through the door on time? <laughs> well, I and reckon. it was the Silver Fox. Freshly re- shaved, ready to rock and roll for the weekend. I reckon he, well, he found a bit of speed at Bathurst over the weekend. So we'll talk about yeah, that a little what? bit later on. But uh, you want to talk about someone that went very, very fast at Bathurst on the weekend. we got to get to our feature interview. You know what? Let's just get straight into his intro. What about Brock Feeney? First ever main game supercars podium. That is mega. Second event in the Repco Supercars Championship. The young fellas never been to this racetrack before in anything. That's a pretty special moment for them. Prince Jeffrey Ibrahim, Brock Feeney, Triple Eight, Jahor Motor Racing. Win at Mount Panorama. Celebrations on the pit wall already. It was a hell of a performance at the uh, the Bathurst International. I know a lot of people had their uh, thoughts about, oh, it was on this weekend. But if you tuned in, you were in for an absolute treat because in the Fanatec World GT Challenge, young Brock Feeney got the job done and he joins us here on the driver's seat. Brock, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me back, guys. <laughs> Mate, big weekend. Big weekend. I think it's... Uh... It's, it's a good time anytime you get to drive anything around Mount Panorama, but when you get yourself an AMG GT3, mate, and you put on a performance like that, you had to have walked away going, you know what? My life's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that. Um, yeah, no, it's mega, you know. I think every driver loves driving around Bathurst, um, let alone in such a cool car like that, and then let alone standing on the top step of the podium. So I'm just... I'm just really enjoying, um, obviously, life at the moment. But uh, this, this GT program that I've been able to jump in for the last few rounds, uh, it's been really enjoyable. So, you know, loving working with Prince Jeffrey and, and the team, but just having a lot of fun doing it. Hey, mate, uh, give, give us a bit of a rundown on what it's like to drive a car, a GT3 car, which is it is quite a bit different to a, a supercar with, paddle with regard to paddle shift and, and obviously AVS. It's got a lot more aero, not as much horsepower. Um, you know, give us a bit of a rundown on, on you know, y- you can get used to those cars quite quickly on a slow-speed track like Winton, but when you get to a place like Bathurst or Phillip Island that's very fast and it's very aero-dependent, aero um, you know, does it take a little bit to hold the breath sometimes, mate, and uh, and just find that extra half a second that all the engineers probably know that's in there? You just got to, you know, tighten the belts and have a crack? 
Yeah, it's a tough one in the in the GT3, and um, going from the supercar to the GT3, it's got so much more downforce, and and it, it's a weird one because you know you go over the top at Bathurst, and you know when you're going down through the grade and through McPhilmy, you're not lifting all the way off the throttle. You're carrying about 25, 30 percent through the corners. So um, just to tell your mind to do that and not actually lift all the way off, and you know I was speaking to Jamie who was driving as well on the weekend and he was saying his mind was doing tricks and kept getting off the throttle but (laughs) it's you know you go down and you lift off your 20% and you get back to full throttle and you go oh I can go faster (laughs) and it's just it's just a confidence car that you got to build confidence in and um, you know the faster you go the more downforce you're getting in the car so uh, you know it treats you well qualifying is a lot of fun because every lap you try and improve yourself but uh uh, it's a hard one because you don't feel where the edge of the grip is. And, you know, once those things go, they go pretty quick. So um, driving it around Bathurst, I uh, raced at Tail and Bend in it as well. You have to pick two pretty good tracks to jump in at. <laughs> and, mate, speaking of when it doesn't go well, you're, and when they go, they go real quick. They get away from you pretty quickly. Your, uh, your teammate, Prince Abu, who is the brother of I was just trying Prince to Google his Jeffrey. name. I didn't know where yeah, which Prince, one it was. Prince Abu, <laughs> um, brother of uh, Prince Jeffrey. He had that one, looked like a little lift, or he li- Maybe looked he like he lifted. lifted going over the bump into McPhillamy, and the thing spat him against the fence and then cartwheeled, nosed it, and landed on its roof. So, yeah, mate, when they let go, boy, do they let go. Yeah, that was, that was pretty scary, to be honest. Um it, yeah, exactly. It just shows, you know, when one of those cars, you know, have a have an off, it's normally pretty big. And at the top of the mountain at Bathurst, you never get away lightly. And uh, yeah, we're all we're all in the garage watching. And he was doing such a fantastic job. It was his first time at Bathurst, and he was P3, just kind of green sector, and yeah, got on the curb as he turned into McPhillamy. And uh, you know, we saw the data stop, and then the first radio call we heard was he's upside down. Um, yeah, it's pretty scary moments when you're sitting in the garage and obviously one of your friends is up on top of the hill and you, we had no TV at the time. Uh, the yeah, the TV hadn't started for the day, so we're all wondering what's going on. But um, it just like, just shows how safe these cars are these days. And, you know, he was able to walk out completely fine and he's ready to jump back on the horse and get back into it. Yeah, I mean, we see, we see that... Um... You know, Garth Tander had a uh, was a very similar. I mean, there was another car that Garth was he was chasing a mm. car and he was also passing another car, and Garth had a similar issue. Didn't touch the curb, but lost the rear and spat him to the right. Uh, very similar. Had a very hard hit. Probably one of the hardest hits that Garth's had. And Dean Canto, remember Dean Canto put the Lambo up on that wall yep. as well. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you couldn't do that if you tried. You could do it about a hundred times. Nah. You'd never park it where Dino parked it. You know. Um, <laughs> Like Brock, what's um like compare that to the supercar? I mean, I'm, I know they're to- totally different kettles of fish. What do you enjoy more? Um, I still prefer the supercar for sure, and I, to be honest, I think I'd say that over, you know, nearly over any car that I could possibly drive, mm. just because it's so different. And even you know, we've just come away from Sydney from ride days, and you jump back in the thing, and it's just. It's so challenging and there's so much going on. Um, I suppose that's probably why I enjoy the GT3 a lot is uh, it's, you know, you jump in the car, it's a confidence car, you know, you can use the ABS and TC a little bit and it's more of a building confidence and 
and that, but you jump back in the supercar and the thing's off the scale, you know what I mean? So mm. I love both of them. I'm really enjoying the GT3 at the moment, but there's nothing like jumping back in the, the good old V8. And let's talk about that, mate, because it's been your, your rookie year this year, debut year with Triple Eight. It was the most coveted seat uh, in Australia. I'm not just going to say Australia. It was Australasian mm. motorsport uh, beside Shane Van Gisbergen there. We reckon you've had a really good year. You know, you're in the top 10 of the championship. You've had a couple of wins as well. But, you know, it, you're, you're the one that has to look in the mirror every morning and you've got to, you've got to front up against uh, Jamie Wincup and have a chat about the year. Give us your, your self-grading of where you're at, if you're like in school, an A, B, C or a D. Give us your honest opinion on where you think you've, uh, you've ended up now with one event to go at the Velo Adelaide 500. Um, yeah, I, I suppose it's a hard one to put a, you know, put a A, B, C or D to it, but, um, it has been a, it has been a pretty solid year and I'm sure I'll look back on it in a few years time and be very proud of what we achieved. Um, like winning the team's championship at Gold Coast, you know, it's certainly a highlight and I think not many people probably thought that that was possible this year. So to do that, um, it's pretty special, a couple of podiums. And consistently over the last few rounds, um, by the Gold Coast, we've been you know, consistently probably in that top five. So it's it's been good. I've learned a lot. Um, obviously, I want to I want to win races and, and hopefully win championships one day. But I've been enjoying this process. It's been different. Um, you know, in the last few years, I've been battling for wins a lot and for championships. So certainly, it's been different and and a different mindset as well because you know not every race you're going out and, and battling for wins. So. Uh, yeah, it's you have your you have your good days, you have your bad days. Certainly, experience out at the Gold Coast, first DNF, but um, <laughs> six sixth in the championship. Pretty pretty proud of that so far. And we we see a lot of Super Two champions come into the main game, and there's Stevie J says that you know, and every, a lot of the big guys say you know that we. The step up is big, like getting up into the main game from Super 2. It's a big step up. They look like the same cars. They kind of operate like the same cars, but the competition level is pretty severe. Did you get – I can't remember the start of the year very clear. Did you get your ears boxed with some of the, yeah, the big boys? Eastern Creek. Eastern the Creek, the they year, gave yeah. you a bit of a touch-up <laughs> to like, you know, righto, righto, son, you think you're good. You got the chair, but <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the uh, the big boys league. Did they give you a box up? Oh yeah, that was pretty hard racing, and yeah, being the rookie. Um, but in general, you, you learn pretty quick that it's pretty hard racing in supercars. A fair bit different at Super Two. So um, yeah, I was just supposed to stop peeking around a little bit, but it, it's probably <laughs> a good thing when you got those guys rubbing panels with you. You know what I mean? It obviously means you're doing something right. So um, no, it's been good, and and it is a big step up. Like there's no doubt about it. It's, you know, you, there's so many differences and. You know, you can try and compare it to other sports. You know, you play college basketball or something. Um, you know, you're playing the same game um, from Super 2. You, you're doing 15 lap races, which 10 are under safety car, and you go to doing 85 <laughs> lap races. Yeah. Um, it's, a big, it's a big difference, you know what I mean? Mm. And there's, there's so many things that you've got to think about that you never had to think about in Super 2. So the competition's, the competition's strong. You know, you've got 25 of the best guys in Australia, but... You know, you're looking after tyres, you're managing your car, fuel, strategy. There's so much going on. So uh, it's been interesting. I've loved the challenge and, uh, you know, learning a lot of new things and still got so much to learn. But, um, yeah, enjoying it a lot. Hey, uh, mate, I think – actually, first of all, I want to 
I want to know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to know, give us a quick snapshot uh, of your car um, after the Gold Coast. Um, how bad was it? Um, and obviously, is it going to be 100% for, uh, for Adelaide coming up in a few weeks? Yeah, so it was a little bit worse than what the crew expected um, when they first saw it. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was too flash. I got out of the car and walked to the back and the dampers and springs and you know everything was hanging on the floor. So I realised it wasn't <laughs> that flash, but... <laughs> Um, it was, yeah, it was stripped by, you know, afternoon Monday and it was already on its way down to the manufacturing shop that we've got just down the road getting the tune up. So, um, yeah, did a bit of damage on the front left and rear right. So, um, yeah, we had to, had to cut up a bit and put some new stuff on. So, uh, my mechanic's enjoying it. You know, he goes, you got a, you got a new car for Adelaide. So one race to go and got some new parts on it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's nearly back together now um engines in it um the componentry starting to go on it now so i'd say i'd say by the end of next week you'll be you'll be back together completely and and ready to go for adelaide but um yeah obviously a shame you know i mean one race to go and they gotta (laughs) gotta pull apart the car and and put it all together but um yeah it's it's a part of it unfortunately you're not the only one up and down pit lane there's (laughs) quite a few that have to do that i was there to put the fire out i saw you were you were in a corporate box yep yep you had a water pistol and you were making sure everyone was safe and well i saw that see you're committed that's what you are you are a committed guy very hydrated was there water in that water pistol (laughs) (laughs) well as he just said he was super hydrated hey um let's talk gen three mate because there's there's been some news obviously during the week that the first of the shakedowns of Gen 3 have, have been pushed out until late January, now early February. This is an interesting one for a guy like you because you're, you're a, a multi-time champion, Super 3, Super 2, stepped up to the main game where these cars are so highly developed and the drivers have been there a very long time. It seems to me that Gen 3 could be a real opportunity for you. You're in the top six of the championship in cars that people have been driving for ages, as I said, now we're about to level the playing field. Super uh, Gen 3 could be absolutely a boomer for you, I reckon. Thank you. I hope so. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I think it is good timing for me. You know, I think if I come straight into Gen 3, not only would I be learning a new car, but I'd be learning about you know, the saving tyres and managing races and stuff like that. So... I think to come in and, and have the year that I've had and, and get that experience under my belt in cars, you know, that are that are very good. You know, I, you know, we rock up with pretty solid cars every weekend. So um, to have that experience under my belt before we go to a new one next year, I think it's fantastic. But going into Gen 3, I'm, I'm very excited about. I feel like everyone's sort of back to, back to base and we've all got to learn how to drive these things and all got to learn, you know, not only drivers, but engineers and teams, how to make them fast. So it's a big opportunity. Um, you know, everyone's asking, what are they like? What are they going to be like? We don't know. And we're going to find out at Newcastle. So um, I think it's anyone's game at the moment and, and going into next year, um, I'm sure everyone's still going to pick the favorite, um, which I'm sure he is, but there's going to be a lot of, a lot of unknowns going into it. So yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Have we, have we got bets on who's going to fence the first GT, the first Gen 3? Is there a book open for that at the moment? <laughs> who's going to be the first driver at Newcastle to bend the brand new toys? Who do you reckon? Oh, what do you reckon? Nice one. I, yeah. to say, I can say it's. I can say if Matty McKell was in one, I'd put, I'd put plenty on him. Here's the ball for Matt McKeldin.
Oh, now that's just not funny. <laughs> hey, Brock, one question before we go, because I know Nimsy's he's, he's eager on that button to try to get the music playing. Uh, but so a little, you and I are a little bit different in the way that I've come in to super, when I come into supercars, I was obviously driving for the family team. So after everything that my family did for me leading up into that, um, with obviously go-karts and everything else that we did, my way of repaying them was to basically take no wage, right? So, uh, so I basically <laughs> took no wage. So now you're driving for you know one of the top teams in the category. Um, how what's the repayment plan like? Back to Paul and Sue, Where's your mum and dad. <laughs> Where, where's the payment? How, how's, how many years is that going to take to pay back for what they the put investment. in? Yeah, the investment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You got any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, they're, they're, <laughs> no, they're mega. And, and look, they're, they're, as as you know, you know how mm. much um, effort goes into to getting where we are. And you know, I'm fortunately the guy that you know gets to drive the cars and, and get seen on TV and all that stuff. But you know, they're the ones that made it possible. So I could yeah. never repay them for what they've done. And um, you know, as much as I can probably try and try and help out as much as I can, I could never, you know, repay that favour. Um, I'll try and look after them, you know, for sure as much <laughs> as I can. But they, like, all they want to do is come to the race meetings and I think they've only missed two this year. So, um, yeah. you know, that, cool. that's their happy part and they're, they're happy as long as I keep doing that. And, Maddie, like as you know, um, the, the amount of joy, and, and and obviously I know uh, the Phoenix quite well, and and the amount of joy that you see, and that's what that's what it's all about. You mm. know what I mean? It's, it's 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 something that um, as a family, you know, obviously my dad and my mum had it with myself, yeah, uh, and and now with obviously with Jet. Um, so you know, I think that what they're doing, what they've done, and and obviously what Brock's doing is is priceless. You yeah. know what I mean? At the end of the day, so it's it's something that um, you know. It's quite special, especially when you've got that relationship with your parents still. And I know a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Brock is lucky that he does, and, and so so am I. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have a child in racing. So, uh, you know, my kids, are one of them works in the in the bush with horses and the other one's a musician. So mine, thankfully, because I could never have afforded it <laughs> to send them down the racing track. But, but even in their chosen uh, careers, you know, obviously yep. super proud of what they're achieving. So I could imagine what it'd be like for both of you boys within your racing. Uh, Brock, we've run out of time. We're going to let you go. But um, we, we've had one of our texters. He's just texted in and said, Brock is great to watch. He is a pure racer. You can tell by his overtakes. <laughs> He'll win a championship within three years. That's from Dan. So, mate, the pressure's on. The listeners won a championship within three years. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> no worries. Let's do it, Dan. <laughs> uh, but good on you, Brock. Uh, it, it was absolutely mega to see you there at the top step. Uh, and if if you haven't seen, jump onto Stan and check out the replay of that race, especially in the last half hour where, um, <laughs> where Brock and Slady, I don't think Slady's going to be too pleased with you, uh, come Adelaide, but he's at least got time to get over it. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. We'll sort it out at Adelaide. There's confidence in that voice. That's what we like to hear. Better. There's some confidence. Good on you, Brock. Like and enjoy uh, the brief break yet before uh, the Velo Adelaide 500, and we'll catch you there on the streets of Adelaide. No worries. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Young Brock Feeney there joining us from Red Bull and Paul Racing. Look at the text, boys. They are flying through. Do you want to go through it's some of these, Stevie? It's gone absolutely 
bunter, as you would say, Nimsy. In fact, Dan was the first one off the mark. He was first drop, <laughs> wasn't he? Uh, he said, best time of the week, the driver's seat, baby. Bang! <laughs> Good on you, Dan. <laughs> I'll, off, I'll read this one out. Not sure who will fence a Gen 3 first, but maybe someone should open a Team 18 power steering trouble market. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tommy, from Hobart. Hey, that's Tommy's back. We haven't heard from Tommy for a oh, while. That's very uh, good. In Hobart? That is very, very good there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about here on the driver's seat. We'll take a quick pause for the cause because we've got the classic cars corner. That'll be coming up pretty shortly. And uh, not only that, we've got to talk about your exploits at the mountain too, Steve, but uh, we'll touch on that. In fact, we'll do that next right here on the driver's seat. As always, thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Get your text. Oh, you know what? I've got a working button thingy. What am I doing? Oh, let's try that. Let's go with this. Keep your text messages coming in. That's it. 0433981116 is our number here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. I hope this video is in, Nimsy, because three, two, one on the camera. Oh, and he's back. Microphone. There he is. is. Welcome back, Steve. He's done well. Mouthful. He's got a mouthful of scotch finger biscuit. And a double soy latte cappuccino shot black, whatever you have. What's that stuff? (laughs) (laughs) It's like putting Brussels sprouts in your coffee. Ooh. He's done well. He's done well. Yeah, it's a, it's a photo he's now, finish. His face is away from his face is away from the microphone, so you don't hear him chewing down the old Scotch finger biscuit. Hey, just just quickly talking about Stevie J, we have to mention uh, about his absolute belter of a weekend at uh, Mount Panorama. If you missed it, here's a quick snapshot. And the checkered flag is out, and Stephen Johnson will win it. And it's a big moment. It's Ford's 200th race win in Gulf Western Oil Touring Car Masters. Well done, Stephen Johnson. Great to see him back on the racetrack. Stephen Johnson will get out the Bathurst broom and sweep the mountain. Four race wins from four starts. Stevie J on top. The round winner, Gulf Western Oil Touring Car Masters at Mount Panorama. An absolute stellar effort there, Stevie. Well done, everyone. Well done. Like, look at the socials. Like, our socials, that's just a handful, what I've had to print out of the amount of people that were offering well wishes uh, for you at the mountains. So, did an absolute capital job, my friend. Well done. Thank you, mate. Thank you. It's it's not often you have a weekend like that, to be fair. So, Mm. a lot of people said, oh, did you expect that? Absolutely not. No way. Because you never, in the trophy race, which is not worth points, you typically go into a bit of a tyre saviour mode and you sit back and you don't push the car and you let some of the guys who perhaps don't or aren't up the front all the time get their moment of glory. But mm. mate, I usually use it as a test session, yeah. so um, which I still kind of did. Well, I don't know what you were testing. Maybe you should be well, tested. Maybe I'll... you should be swabbed <laughs> because that effort and that car, the two of you brained them. Unbeatable, can, can untouchable. I, I'm just going to, I'll quickly jump in here because I, I just want to say this, like, because I saw Steve at Sandown when you first jumped in that car and it looked mm-hmm. like you were absolutely trying to just, you were battling with uh, the Mustang sort of getting to learn it. At least that's what it looked like. You weren't as dominant mm-hmm. as I normally am used to seeing you uh, on a, in a TCM um, race at Sandown. And of course, yes, it was wet and all that, all that sort of stuff, but a brand new car. So I, I wasn't doubting that you were going to do, uh, you know, be up the front in this car, but I was just like, well, I'm like, wow, he picked that up in a round. Well done. <laughs> so what, what, what's, how, how much work had to go into that, Stevie? Yeah, I think, um, you know, what, 
I don't want to say too much and give too much away, but um, <laughs> yeah. you, well, know, you found uh, some things. Yeah, but but Sandan was hard because yeah, it was my first time in the car. Not that that I was still fairly comfortable, but we only really had one very short dry practice session, mm. and then the rest of the weekend was wet. Um, qualifying didn't go to plan. We're on the wrong tyres when we went out. Um, when we came in, um, the, the crew weren't accustomed to trying to change tyres in pit lane. They didn't have enough equipment, so we had to wait for other equipment to be finished using it from another competitor to use it. Um, and then got out there and, and obviously didn't, um, you know, got, there was a red flag and it just didn't, didn't happen for us. Um, mm. The races went okay, you know, like, but then again, the, the third race got cut short. We went from well back in the field up to P4. Um, and I thought we could have won that race, but we, you know, same again. But it, I think that was good because it sort of people, we weren't on people's radar as we normally would be. You Not know? at all. Um, so Bath has come around, you know, we definitely made a few little changes to the car. Um, or I made Russell, I asked Russell, you know, well, he was actually saying to me, what do we need to do? You tell me and we'll go and do it. That's the car owner. Yeah, the car owner, yep. uh, Russell and Julie. and. And they did. You know, I said, I think it needs this and this and this. They got it done. Um, and, you know, I put in a fair fair amount of work with what I wanted to do and what I wanted to get out of myself um, and and how I wanted to um, approach the weekend. And, you know, it, it worked. It didn't work in qualifying. I was a bit mad about that. A little bit of a miscommunication in the pits there again, not knowing how much time there was left on the clock after a red flag. Everybody else got out on a drying track. And got a lap in um, mm. before the chequered flag come out, and I went out last and didn't get the lap in. I come around with the chequered flag, so hence right. the reason why I qualified twelfth. But mm. I was a little bit mad about that, but um, sort of made up for it. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> like a red rag to a bull, you went out there and spanked <laughs> yeah. him. I mean, the socials Nimsy went absolutely <laughs> mental. Gary Rogers, well done, champ. Uh, Tony Saint, great drive from the Vicks Pizzas, Stephen Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie White, Steve Johnson does the business. Steve Johnson does the business. There you go. <laughs> Maddie Bottrell, Stevie J getting amongst it. Steve Johnson getting amongst it. There I love when go. our fans are actually like calling for sound grabs on our social. Oh, yeah, sound grabs. How good is that? Uh, Kim Welcher, I think that's how I pronounce your name. Is it Welcher? I think it is. Yep. Uh, or Weschler. Uh, how good was that drive today? From 12th to 1st, congratulations. But Michael Gray, you get to stand on the top mm. of the podium with Stevie <laughs> J because this one was a ripper. Get ready for Steve to be late for the show again this week while he squeezes his big head through the door. Seriously though, congrats <laughs> Stevie J. So the socials, and this is the thing, Nimsy. You can ask Steve about it all day long or any of the Johnsons, and, of course, they will be typically um, shy about it and they won't talk about it too much and they won't pat themselves on the back. But universally around all motorsport media, amongst all drivers, amongst all categories, everyone saw your efforts on the weekend, Steve Jay, and said that was just a bloody bloody good drive yeah thanks. and it was great to see you back that was because we haven't seen you yeah on and off this year so to come in yep. and just go whack and give <laughs> everyone a get the broom out give them a sweep it was sensational no, i was i really had a good time i had a ball um i'm enjoying my driving at the moment and you know, especially there uh sandown was a bit tricky we obviously had jet there and it was pouring with rain all weekend it was miserable the pits were flooded you, you know, also, yeah just, you had a pool at the back of the napa parts exactly right so <laughs> it wasn't pleasant and it never is when the weather's like that uh but also uh you know russell and julie hancock who own the car um they've put a lot of time and money into that car cam mason's done a great job driving it um from when it was built um cam's had a had a um, 
uh, he's, I think he's, he got married and he's now on his sort of honeymoon going around um, around the country. So it gave me an opportunity. Well, well, Russell asked me then if I'd like to have a drive of his car and, and I accepted. And it was, um, yeah, it's been great for them because that's their first race win in TCM um, overall, the, the trophy win. But, um, you know, but then to follow it up with three more championship round wins, um, you know, I think they're... they're Fair to say that they've uh, they've rolled, and you can't say they've rolled in on the top step because they've done their hard yards. Yeah, you know, they've course. been around for a few years, mm-hmm. and for them to now get some results like that in, in their beautifully built, designed and built car looks um, schmink you know, as well. If yeah, you see just, it in person, you've seen you it, Nimsy. You've yep. seen it up up close, yeah. and it's it's as good a build and as nice a build as the XD, in and my opinion. Did, did what? And excuse me for my ignorance. There's been a lot going on this week. You got a couple of records too, didn't it? Didn't he? Yeah, so we uh, we we managed to pull off Ford's two hundredth TCM win. That's right. Uh, on Saturday, I also um, notched up on Saturday afternoon fifty. Uh, sorry, Sunday morning, I think it was yeah. 50, 50 TCM race wins. TCM race wins for myself, and then obviously won the next race as well, which is pretty pretty wow. cool. I, see, I don't. I, I'm the same, Matty. I don't. I don't know and don't follow these until someone says yeah, it, and then and then Crowley. Turned around to me on the podium and said, um, "That's the first time in By history <laughs> uh, someone's won all four races over the weekend since this new um, the format was the introduced. New yeah. Format has was introduced back in 2018, I think. Well, all I can say, mate, in the uh, context of 2020 World Cup, which we've been bounced for a couple of times in the in the last month, take the hat off." Take the cap off, kiss the badge, and salute the bat, mate. That was an outstanding <laughs> effort. And this weekend, I reckon at Winton, you've, you've just hit the form at the right time. Right time. I reckon as <laughs> right we time. fire into this weekend, <laughs> the you are sharp as a tack. You're ready to go. It's an right. <laughs> I love the fact that you used the TCM as a warm-up yep. to then jump into the AU, brother. Well yep. done. You're a committed man. You, you, you watch me go on that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh. Thanks, Stewie. I know you're telling Stewie, everyone. Matty from... Uh, from from Lanham's there, yep. and, and obviously Stewie, um, they've done a lot of work to this car, and um, let's hope let's hope that it can withstand the vigours of Matt McKeldon behind the wheel. <laughs> we'll have to wait oh, and McKeldon, see. In fact, we've lost the left rear wheel. <laughs> oh, we better oh, not, Matty. Mate, Matty, Matty, Matty Cripps, the engineer, will absolutely brain me if I do something like that. Um, Shane Butler's text, and he said the only thing that's matched Stevie J's form on track was his form with that champagne bottle on the podium. <laughs> Clearly a multifaceted professional. Stevie Did Johnson you do the land having up? a couple of little adult beverages enjoying the atmosphere? <laughs> <laughs> did you do the? I didn't get to see. Did you do the jump down in the Lando Norris thing? No, I was. Oh, I don't call it Lando. I'll call it Shane Van Gisbergen. Oh, the Van Gisbergen. Oh yeah. yeah. Or the Van Gisbergen. Oh, did you do that? Yep. And you didn't smash the bottle. No. Well played. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was You'll have good. to show me how to do that because I don't stand on too many podiums. <laughs> it, was, it was picture perfect. I could tell you that. But uh, yeah, it was a tremendous effort there. And we'll go through some more of these texts because. There is just a lot uh, going on here. Stevie J's only early now because he's not doing the Macca's drive-through. Says Ooh, Peter in Munter Bay. From Munter Bay. I, I would have Peter, but I didn't have enough time tonight to 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 get through there to get a quick little cheeseburger on the way. <laughs> uh, this is this is an interesting one. So with all the hoo-ha and beat up about the S five thousand beating the Bathurst lap record, I'm pretty sure Rubens Barrichello holds it, and neither actually count as it's not in a race. Did Rubens take the S5000 around Bathurst? I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember think he did. That. Well, I, remember I don't Jensen, remember that. remember Jensen Button, Button in, yep. the, in the Vodafone McLaren, but I don't remember I remember Rubens Rubinio. at uh, the Sandown. AGP. 
great AGP, Sandown. He and, did that and as well. And Phil he tested as yeah, well. Yeah, so I don't know about that. Um, he's just asking, our texter is just asking because he thinks it's fake news stuff. Mm. But it does. he is right. It does need to be set mm. in a race. There you go. Yeah, just so. ask, He's just asking because he was thinking of doing the Tour de France on a KTM. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my kind it's of the bike only race. way I'd be doing the Tour de France. <laughs> Let me give you the strong tip. 0433-981116 is our number. Keep your text messages coming in. Okay. It's very, very easy to get in touch with us, but we're going to take a quick break here because we're going to slide open the doors to the classic cars corner with Malcolm Owens. We'll do that next here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota for over 40 years we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Hey, what well, we have got the text messages off the hook today. Keep your text messages coming in. Uh, let's quickly belt through a couple of these. Uh, this one's Mark from Merrygum. Bathurst International Speed Series in general. Perception is everything. You're better off having no charge for entry and getting a bigger crowd than 10 paying people. Psychology 101 sees lots of people and you feel like you're missing out on something. Build the crowd and slowly start charging over the years. That's Mark and Merrygum. PSC Ooh, on the Mark. weekend. Bring it on. Beautiful. Oh, good on you, Mark. Uh, hey, got- if you want free tickets, Mark, it's, it's uh, free to enter on Friday and Saturday. But I think it's like 20 bucks on Sunday. But if you shoot us a message on the Team Johnson page or on the Kubota Racing page or something like that, we'll make sure that you get the VIP name at the door treatment, my man. <laughs> Be great to see you. Uh, another one here. Uh, hi, boys. Love the program tonight. Just wanted to get your take on Max Verstappen's refusal for not letting in Sergio Perez through. I think he'll regret it in the long term. Joe, thank you for your text. We are going to be touching on that in yeah. depth because if you haven't heard the radio as well, we got, we'll play a bit of that. We'll do that later on. And yeah, uh, here's one too. Do you want to go to the one from Dave? Yeah, um, this one's from Dave. Hi, guys. Great show. Consistent listener, first-time texter for over two years. It's on been you, a tough two years for me, and uh, he enjoys the show every week. Question, what would the approximate cost, Stevie J, this one's for you, I reckon, uh, what would be the approximate cost for a round for GT3 car, a TA2 car, or a, or a, and a Super 2 car? GT3, TA2, Super 2. I mean, it, it's hard to say, all right, it's going to cost this, this, and this because... Give us an approximate. You know, it, it depends on what team you're in, sure. that sort of thing. You know, I mean, say for, for GT3, I'd say somewhere between the 80 and the 120 mark. For a round. For a round. Wow. Uh, TA2, about 25. Yep. All right. And um, and Super 2, um, you know, it can be up to 100K around because, you know, you're talking, uh, say, the seat, at, not the AAA to doing it um, again next year. Mm-hmm. But that seat there was around about 650,000 for the year. Yikes. Uh, to, to run, you know, you can go to, say, MSR. Mm. They're more like low to mid 400s. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, wow. you know, that that's the sort of range you're talking about. You know, you're still talking low to mid 400. You're still talking yeah, yeah. 80 grand around. And Dave, it's been a hard two years, mate. It's been a hard couple yep. of years for everyone. Good on you for sticking it out, brother. And uh, anytime you want to text in, please do so. We love your commitment to the show. We love that you're listening. And uh, hope that the next two is an absolute barnstormer for you, brother. Mm-hmm. 
Here's one from so. Hayden in Gloss Vegas. How bloody exciting with the news. Calder Park is working on upgrades towards Motorsport mm. Australia track license again. Bloody yep. hope they can eventually work towards the Oval too. That Oval's you know going to need a fair do? bit of Jim's mowing, I could tell you. <laughs> Jim's mowing and a fair, fair bit of stump bitumen grinding and stump and grinding and everything else. What we should do maybe in the light of that news is uh, maybe get Kim Jane on the old dog and bone. He's responsible for that sort of stuff, part of the Jane family, obviously. And um, we might get him on in the next week or two, Nimsy. That would be very cool. I think, um, and I only just recently uh, on Rusty's Garage listened, actually coming home from Bathurst, mm -hmm. um, listened to the podcast, um, the chat with Brad Jones. And that was very cool. Yeah, it was um, good. Just good at talking about the Oscar stuff, the NASCAR stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, just, I mean, Brad's always a good yarn anyway. He is. Um, Aaron Noonan has a good one too. Yep. Two-parter on the sleuth with, okay. uh, with Bradley Jones. And one last one before we throw to Malconio, just in reference to the S5000, pretty sure it was Aaron Cameron last year in the S5000 held the record before he turned it into a canoe at the chase. <laughs> yes, you're quite right, Tommy. You're quite right, Tommy from Hobart. Um, he did do that in a big yeah. way. <laughs> and we just got one here, Nemzy. Hey, Stevie J. <laughs> How many splitters are you taking to Winton <laughs> from Stevie Haynes? That's Josh Haynes' old man. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm only taking two, and we're hoping to, to and use none. I've got a none. spare one. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our splitter quota at Eastern Creek yes. uh, for the year, yes. I think. Look at you. Let's just hope he, he'll be out the front, Steve, so he won't be running into anyone. No, he'll but be, he, didn't, be, he didn't run into anyone last time. Well, we just kept firing off the track. Maybe we'll need a sound bite of... Maybe we should into the wall. Maybe we should have pumped. No, it wasn't even in the wall. Maybe we should just paint it like a Kubota D9 because that's what it was doing. <laughs> it was digging the dirt everywhere. Here's <laughs> uh, the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Do you know what we're going to do? We're going to slide open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together we are building Australia. And the great man joins us once again. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Malcolm Owens, how are we going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, it's, been, it's been a good night. Everyone's, uh, everyone's up and about. We're getting a lot of people. There's more people on our text line excited to go to Winton this weekend than they were mm. excited to go to Bathurst last weekend. I can tell you that. <laughs> Won't even need Stephen Matsoon. He can just run it straight off the, just himself with the text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if a bit and of if people are, there. <laughs> and if people are uh, if people are short and sharp and coming up to Winton on Friday, you'll get to meet the famed Malconio as well because you're going to join yeah. us at the track on Friday, which we're looking forward to seeing you, mate. Yeah, and of course. You are coming up here, or to Winton, I say up here. You're not coming to the Gold Coast, you're coming to Winton. Um, he wishes he was coming to the Gold Coast. <laughs> you're coming to Winton because Stevie J and I are going to be jumping in the AU Falcon, thanks to Lanham Ford for the Winton 300, but also our TA2 car is back on track, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But in light of the uh, run that Stevie J are going to be doing in the famed AU XR6, You've been beavering away. <laughs> You've been beavering away on AUs to give the world a bit of a roadmap as to where the AU stands currently. Yes. Interesting. I didn't think it was going to be, but when I started digging into it. <laughs> okay, so we're here today to talk about this evening, talk about some classic Australian motoring. And if you look at the Australian population, we're relatively small to have our own car industry pumping out cars designed and made just for us. Obviously, that's all gone for now. 
but the AU had a real good part in that history. Development started back in 1994 and was released in 1998, and it, this cost boys 700 million to develop. And you just look at those numbers now, and you just go, <clears throat> and pretty much everyone hated it. <laughs> if, you, if you have a look at the, if you have a look at the base model Forte, it with its waterfall grill, horrible interior with cheap mismatched grey plastic and strange shapes. Oh. Um, it's like the boys designed it on a Friday afternoon after a particularly long lunch. It's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the advertising catch line on the ads, and, I, and I, I dragged up the ads on YouTube, was, it's unbelievable. And yes, it was, but not for the, the reasons for it. So, <laughs> not for good reasons. <laughs> it's really funny. If you're looking at it, the reason that it was like this is completely aerodynamics. Is they did it in a wind tunnel. And it was actually designed to win as a race car when winning on Sunday actually meant selling on Monday back in the yeah, day. Right. Mm. So, yeah, nah, didn't win, didn't sell, came third <laughs> in a two-horse race with daylight coming in second. So it was just that in the Commodore, and it got its ass spanked. So <laughs> wow. it's as ugly as far as the eye can see, but Whoops. a great Whoops. mechanical and strong Aussie four-litre V. <laughs> It wins a V8. You have no well, clue. You have no races. idea how close we went to just doing the dump button there. I wasn't sure what you were about to say. <laughs> Might have done that on purpose. <laughs> uh, the XR6 and XR8 models look much better. And if you look at those, they're actually pretty good. And it's actually, to me, is how the car was designed to be. And uh, the Forte and the Wagon, I think, were done by the work experience kid because they were just terrible things. <laughs> so a couple of facts. Go. AU was produced from 98 to 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, the sixth generation of Ford Falcon included a Fairmont. It replaced the EL, was replaced by the BA series. The BA was actually not a bad car because it took all the good bits of the AU and actually wrapped it in quite a nice body, so that was good. Mm-hmm. So you had the base model, which was the, the Forte, uh, Forte, and it was a six-cylinder, four-litre. Um, and then you had the Futura and the S. Remember when they used to have the six? Oh, yeah, six Futura. The, the Futura. Base model, the Futura and the S. So the base model was for sales reps. It was, it was what the real car for, um, uh, for, the, for the Knights of the Road, as a guy used to work with, called it a little <laughs> bit extravagantly, but um, <laughs> sitting himself a bit of a... Yeah, um, and they were thirty odd grand. Um, they were priced at thirty thousand six nine zero. Then the Futura was the upstep, but that really came with ABS, and that was really the only addition other than a bit of Tupperware. That was nearly thirty five at thirty four nine nine zero. Then we moved to the S for Sporty, and that was a largely marketing exercise because it was offered in cooler colours: a hot chili red, liquid silver, galaxy blue silhouette. Had some alloys, a spoiler, and some S badging, but really it was just a bit of Tupperware thrown on the on the base model. When it started to get interesting was with the XR6, and that took you up to forty three nine nine ninety, where they had the different front end, which mm. they called the quad light bumper, which had the mm. round lights and the revised grill. And which is what we're, we're running too. at this weekend, Mel. That's the uh, that's, that's the pack that we're running this weekend one. with the quad lights. Oh, someone and someone yeah. got fired up about the, yeah. the the headlight protector say get them off there they're worth a fortune apparently so, so. no I want them aero we need every little bit we can get <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong um, and the XR6 only had seven more kilowatts than the um, the base model so that's a seven. bit of a show and go but the X seven oh, seven kilowatts 40 grand <laughs> no you get the yeah, rear wing though you get downforce true 
Yeah, 44 grand. So then the 46 grand hit XR8. Now, this is where you start to get interesting because it had the five litre Windsor engine. And that's yes. a good piece of kit and still is considered. And if you look at the cars, they were built pretty well other than the styling. Um, but the, the five litre Windsor was, was considered um, something really nice. And that was really the top end of the range if you didn't include sort of the Tickford produced Synergy 5000, which that, that went up to 300 horsepower, but that wasn't really made by, by Ford. So surprising right. number of configurations um, when you look at it, but the buying mm. public really didn't like it. And the sales actually went down over the previous EL model. So there you go. And they had a facelift in 2000 with the AU2 and the AU3 in 2001. And there were 11,420 built. So there you go. There you go. Stats, man. But it's interesting. <laughs> I was thinking about the AU Falcon. It was at a time, Stevie J, and you were right there. You were right there in the thick of it. In fact, I think you won the Sandown Fire, the, the uh, Queensland Raceway 500 in an AU. But it was at a time, Malcolm, Steve, and Nimsy, where supercars was definitely on the rise. It was on the up. And as much as the EL, I think, had been, or EF or EL or whatever it was, uh, that had won in the hands of Glenn Seaton, credit, the Ford credit, Ford credit. Falcon, uh, the AU was seen to be slick, stood up a little bit more. It was really good. But so the road car, it looked to me as though Ford were banking definitely on the, as you rightly say, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. But Steve, from a race car point of view, I mean, it was a bit of a shitter, wasn't it? It wasn't great <laughs> from memory. Well, the, the initial one, and, and it was the initial uh, AU that Dad raced in 1999, which was his final full-time year. Mm. And it had the front error on that thing. Uh, if you can remember, it had like a center. Yes. Yeah, uh, like a shark fin in the middle. Yes. That stuck out. The, the bumper was, the, the, the splitter was very sharp. So mm. as soon as you go off the road, mm. you do a Jet Johnson and pull the whole front bumper bar off it, right? So it's <laughs> getting um, a clip here. <laughs> yeah. But, but then the next year, uh, when uh, I jumped in for my first full-time year in 2000, they'd revised that. They'd taken the shark fin off the front. They'd bullnosed and rounded the the front nose cone split up the leading edge of it to, to blunten it off and to actually make it a bit more like a ski ramp so it would actually right. glide over things right. but it also then um, directed air underneath for the under tray to help right. to help it work better so it, it was a much much better car hence the reason why you know 2001 we won Canberra we won Queensland 500 yeah etc uh, etc et so Malconio given that that it at in its very day it wasn't an overly popular bit of kit and of course, it's got nothing to do with this show. Am I right, though, in saying that the AUs are starting to come back? They're a bit of a thing now. Malconio. Oh, oh, no, he's hello. There. He's there. We'll just talk talk amongst yourself, folks, while we try and get back uh, Malconio. Go through some of those texts, um, Matty, and I'll try. And yeah, get yeah, we'll do that. In fact, uh, Dan, who Dan, you are on for uh, you are on for top of the tree tonight, my man. You are you are sending texts like a madman. The AU was like the car Homer designed, worst <laughs> ever. Who approved it? Only the XR variants looked any good. Dan, I'm with you, mate. Uh, one I'm with you, and I can't believe the prices back. Like we're talking twenty years ago. We got Mal and Cronio still back. forty grand. The poverty pack was thirty grand. I know. There he is. Hey, there you go. He's back. So uh, what? What I wanted, What I was asking Malcolm is, given it's got nothing to do with this show, but given that they were so unloved back in the early late 90s and early 2000s, 
am I right in saying that the AU's kind of making a bit of a comeback out there? Is it is it climbing in price from where it was? Yeah, it is. And it's a bit it's strange when you consider that the only race driver quote I could find on the AU as a racing model was from one Dick Johnson who described it as a dog that should have been left chained to a fence. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, yes, Matthew, you are correct now that they're past the 20-year mark. And, you yeah. know, Ford are no longer producing Falcons, as we know. Mm-hmm. They've started to become more desirable and collectible. And part of this, as always, is the earlier models increase in price. So it pushes the price of the later ones up too. And then you get, as I've discussed many times, that nostalgia factor when people had them as the first car. But still, the base models aren't desirable because they're used rep cars, taxis, P-plated, burnout cars. So the price is around, so forget those ones, but the price is still around four grand for a decent Forte and up to mm-hmm. about 20 to 22 for a nice XR8. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot around the $1,500 mark. So if you just wanted a decent everyday Ford for with under 200,000 Ks on it, you get something mm-hmm. for between four to five grand. But nothing says Bogan like it. So you crank up the subby, wind down the windows, crack crack open the VB, get the wind in your mullet on your way to Southern Nat, and um, watch, watch out for staples and headliners. Because those things used to droop like everything in the old Bogan way with the old... Uh, Help staple gun and get the uh, get that headliner back. <laughs> so a, a half decent XR6 so... costs you around seven to ten. Yeah, and the XR8 starts at about thirteen, most around twenty to twenty-two. Had a good look across um, the most of the sites um, mm. yesterday and today. So twenty to twenty-two will get you a decent one. There's a yep. few around thirty grand and one at forty-one, but as they say, tell him he's dreaming. Yeah, right, so okay. we have um. We have, we have a look on um, car sales Gumtree Marketplace and there's quite a lot of average ones out there. So you see the ones with the um, cut springs, the cheap Rodney Jane mags, the drug dealer tent, massive subwoofers and the other tasteful modifications. And you've got to keep away from those. There's a few selling. I'm selling Grandpa's XR6, but it's got steelies on the back. There's rubber roll up the back guards and P-plates. So yeah, right. um, if, you, if, you, if you're going to buy one, Definitely yep. go for the XR6 or preferably the XR8 yep. uh, with about 180 to 220 um, Ks on it um, and completely stock standard as original as you can. Or if it's got other wheels on it, see if you can get the original wheels um, because they'll be collectible in the future as we move forward. Could you oh, imagine you there is someone like, you know, that was obviously in the design uh, department at Ford back in 1999 that, that now is probably listening to the show going, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Finally. These, he's, these blokes that designed he, it over 10 years and Friday nights he's and played, He's played the long mm. game. He's like, finally, my mm. work is being appreciated. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting. Uh, as I said, it, it didn't really it didn't really capture the imagination of the buying public in Australia. But if you're a race fan, uh, Nimsy, Steve and Malcolm, I reckon there's two AU, or maybe three AUs that stand out as now classic race cars that – you immediately know. First one, which uh, which actually Peter from Munterbay's text in, the AU Lounge Double O Motorsport Green Eyed Monster. That was yeah, the black and, black and silver the, one. Mm-hmm. That's right, with the green yep. eyes, instantaneously recognisable. I reckon the Shell DJR um, AUs were, were sensational. Last seen. Turn one at Queensland Raceway with the rat buried up to the axles, winning the 500. Um, and also 
the Aussie Mail, Brad Jones Aussie Mail AUs that more often than not finish the end of a weekend on its roof. Yeah, that one yes. was always spinning on its roof. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the Pertex Stone Brothers one that was Bright Baird and then famously Ambrose, who put it on pole at Bathurst in 2001, that was a pretty nice-looking piece of kit as well. Yeah, they were good-looking cars, right? They were good-looking, as you say, in the XR variants and in the race cars. They just didn't they just didn't uh, equate to a particularly lovely race car. And, and uh, I'm sure the folks at the XR Club and all that kind of stuff are uh, loving them. Now, Malcolm, this weekend, thank you so much for that. This weekend, you obviously have Jet, myself, and our TA2s. We're also in the, uh, the Lanham Ford AU that will also sport a little bit of Kubota love. Given that, that you are the man in charge of all our fun and games, you're the minister for fun and games when it comes to our racing, um, what's, the team, what's the team instruction? You are the team principal. What is the team instruction <laughs> for this weekend for me, for Jet, and for us in the AU? It's pretty easy. For, for Jet, win the championship and, do it, have, and have some fun. Mm-hmm. For Matt, keep it off the wall. And for Steve, <laughs> just win the next one. Make it five in a row. Oh, there you go. I love it. Right, oh, five in a row, win a championship, and McKeldon, keep it out of the fence. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was reading the uh, the schedule for the weekend. Yes. I the Winton 300, we've got a top 10 shootout. We do have a top 10 oh shootout. Oh, my God. We've got a top 10 shootout in TA2, and we've got a top 10 shootout in the Winton 300. You could be in both, Matthew. No, you'll be doing the top 10 shootout. <laughs> I won't be doing that. That's too much pressure for me, mate. That's all you. That is all you. That is not me. And we are going to see you on Friday. Malcolm, can't wait to catch you, mate. That's uh, that's going to be a good catch-up. Yeah, Any day good. at a racetrack is a good yep. catch-up. Absolutely. And I think we're going to push the price of the AU Falcons up between you guys and the... Uh, the push that we've done, and um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good cars, so I think it'll be a bit of fun. Uh, it, it certainly will be, but uh, Malcolm, we always love getting you on board the driver's seat and sliding up in the doors to the classic cars corner. So, uh, to anyone, if you if you heading up to Winton on Friday, just look for uh, Malcolm. He's the one with the giant arms, and uh, <laughs> if, if you're thinking, boy, why has that dude got two spoilers tucked under his shirt? No, that's just Malcolm's arms. Uh, <laughs> but, um, You're too kind, but we'll, uh, Bit weird, but nice. <laughs> but we'll see you over the weekend, Malcolm. See you guys. Have fun. There we go. Malcolm Owens joining us here on the driver's seat. Uh, we've got a couple. We'll take a quick pause of the course. we get through some more of your text here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. We're having a bit of fun tonight. Uh, do you want to get through? Actually, there are some text about from like bad graham and whatnot here so yeah bad graham's text in get a bad graham uh on the au try buying a ts variant i don't know what a ts is that a taxi taxi special i don't know what that is uh bad make sure you come back to us that and also dan boys what about the ellen jones au special must have been a a ford factory thing i think it had massive wings and about 185 kilowatts TS50. Remember the TS50? Oh, yes. The tick, was that a Tickford, Tickford special? Yes. The TS50. They had the cool five-spoke wheels. And... Did you have a – did Ford give you an AU as a company vehicle? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, didn't even get, the... I didn't even get a Forte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were still in the uh... – what was it, the Suzuki Vitara that no, you I killed? Was, no, I was in I was, I was in a XE Fairmont four-speed manual. Oh, 
That's four on the floor in. or four on the oh, three on the tree? Four on the floor. Right 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 yep. well, we're going to take a quick pause of the course here on the driver's seat. As always, <laughs> we do thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Have you, have you, have you, have you driven a Ford? This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. Keep your text messages coming in. 0433-98-1116 on the temper text. 40 winks uh, text line. Oh, 40 like winks. I remember that there's a credit for that. Um, <laughs> just, re- just read that again. The what? The temper text line uh, powered by 40 winks. Powered by 40 Ooh. winks. Mm-hmm. That's almost like a motorsport thing, isn't it? Oh, mate. If we People can... are powered by. Dude, a lot can... of sponsors are like Boost Mobile powered by Telstra or any of that sort of crap. <laughs> Actions are crap. I forgot I was on air for a sec. (laughs) You've ruined your track record there. Never call us again, please. Never in your life. (laughs) What did I have to look up on that, Nimsy? You said it last week, but I didn't get the... Toby in Newport. uh, Toby in Newport. Can I do that on the plane tomorrow to Winton? You could. On speaker? uh, Maybe not on speaker. Okay. Um, uh, (laughs) But but we'll get to some of these text messages. Uh, 0433 98 1116. Uh, Mo from Warrigal. The TS was... A Tickford model, weren't they? Yes. TS50s? Yep. Yes, TS50. Yeah. Would that have been Tickford special? Could, yep, absolutely. Do you reckon? Tickford TS50. TS50. Good thing. Mm. Would love one of those in the garage. That was when David Flint was there at uh, at Ford. Okay. Uh, and that was obviously a Ford. Tickford was part of different to the race team. Yes. So yeah, it Tickford was, was, their, was their HSV was their special vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Dan, best line of the night. I didn't even get a forte, said Steve Johnson. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Look <laughs> uh, at the prestige of being a race driver, Dan. Here's yep, another one from uh, from Peter in Munta Bay. Steve Johnson, he started it all, which is, of course, uh, very true. And I blame all this stuff on Stevie Johnson. He started this thing, and mm. people are just doing it everywhere. <laughs> I love Absolutely. When, I love when Absolutely. Hey, this one from Lee. Hey, boys, can we give a shout-out to my boy, Lachlan? He's out and about doing some driving lessons. Lockie, if you're out and about driving, learning... And you're listening to us. Firstly, turn the radio off because <laughs> you should be focusing. All I will say to you, my friend, is keep left and less overtaking. Learn it right from the start. And your hands on the steering wheel should be at 9 and 3. 9 and 3 with you your thumbs resting across the bridge. Most kids these days don't know what an analog clock is. So. Well, I know that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But lucky, good luck with your driving career, my friend. Keep stay keep safe, eyes up. Never drive under the influence and uh, make sure your dad and you have a very long life together. So good uh, on you. And also, if you're doing a reverse park, yes. make sure when you've completed the reverse park, yes. you stop the car and you continue to look back for two or three seconds before you turn your head. Because if <laughs> you turn true. your head just before you finish reversing, yes. fail. Bang. Fail. See ya. So I was so paranoid about that when I got my license. I stopped. And I was looking back for about four or five seconds, and then I turned around, <laughs> and the instructor pissed himself laughing at me. Well, that's the best thing I've seen. That's very good. Uh, um, can are I, we can still I was, going on AUs? Or are we going to get? I want to quickly read this one from Shane yep. Butler. I don't always meet the hey hey Saturday one hundred year special, yes. but when I do, it's to listen to the driver's seat. <laughs> good on you, <laughs> Shane. Oss is coming on Friday too. Shane was the original. If you've been a listener for a little while, you'll know that I had a red Mustang. And uh, oh, yes, I, I bought it from Shane. There you go. Butler. And he's got a mint XD wagon. And we upgraded it. Not the XD wagon. No. 
The Mustang. We the did. Brakes. We did upgrade it, Remember? thanks to our good friends at Bendix. I won't try and read out what the product was because I tried. I did a video and screwed <laughs> it up about 400 times. But anyway, uh, yes, we did. So we know who's got that now, which is fabulous. Um, uh, may even see that on Friday. Uh, that may even come out. But uh, he's got a Mint XD, which I reckon he's going to want you to have a look at on Friday, mm-hmm. Stevie J. Too. No problem. Mm. Um, yes. Here's one, Pete from Cranbourne. Uh, I've got to say, I have to agree with Graham. The Tickford T-Series AUs are special cars indeed. In fact, did you... I'm assuming he's meant, did you know? Did you know the TL50 based on the AEU Fairlane in T3 guys? Only three were ever made. The true unicorn of Australian motoring. Not a bad effort oh, there. There you go. We're getting I the full stats the here. Only time an AU would be described as the full unicorn of <laughs> Australian motoring. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got, we got one here from uh, Rob the Ranger in Camden with yep. the... It's an AU Falcon! Um, got, to, got to talk about the Max issue in F1. Seems like he's just undone a lot of positive things with fans over the Checo situation. Personally, I don't get why he wouldn't give back the position. You know what? We will do that, Rob. We'll take a quick break. We'll clear our broadcast commitments and come back and talk some Formula One. We'll skip ahead a little bit. Because if you haven't heard the audio, we'll play that for you uh, of what happened in Brazil, where Georgie Russell got his first win. <laughs> where? Brazil. Brazil. What was the name of the circuit, Nimsy? It was the um, Roman. <laughs> Sao Paulo. That's Interlagos. Exactly Interlagos. what I said. And Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, of the, course. Uh, That's what old, I thought you said. The Banderas International Speedway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in which country? Brazil. <laughs> we'll take a quick pause with the cause. Back with more right after this. Is we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. I will search for that, Manny. Um, four double three ninety eight. I figured you would. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is our number. Keep your text messages coming in. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper text powered by Forty Winks. Uh, do you want to go through some of these texts? We will. Well, we, we alluded to Rob the Ranger from Camden a little earlier just before we went to a break there about uh, Maxi seeming like he's undone. Just a little bit of the positive things with the fans over the Checo situation. Personally, he didn't get why he would have given back the position. Okay, so I don't know why he wouldn't give back the position. So let me tell you this, Rob the Ranger from Camden, uh, and it's why I was never good enough to be a champion race driver. Uh because to the, the guys that do this, guys and girls that are up the front, multiple time winners, all that kind of stuff, championship winners, they are dead set ruthless. They are ruthless. They're not bad people, but when they pull that helmet on, there is no quarters given. So I can tell you now that Max Verstappen was not in there going, you know what, I've won the won the drivers, I've won the constructors, I think I'll just give this to to Checo because, you know, he's done some good stuff for me. Not for a second mm. would that have gone through his head. And that's kind of what makes the elite, doesn't it, Stevie J? There is a level of selfishness in the top-level athletes that give no quarters, take no quarters, and mm. give no quarters. Yeah, but I don't – I get – I think I get what he's trying to do to establish that he's the number one and it's mm. all about him. Well, you know – he would be nowhere without his team. Yeah. That's the thing. And mm-hmm. it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. He's got the championship. It's done and dusted. One point to him is not going to matter. But one point to Checo mm. for P2 in the championship mm. is going to is a big, huge help. Massive. So I don't, you know, I don't understand. I, I respected him a lot for his driving. And he's definitely come a long way from when, you know, yep. Max Verstappen into the wall, as we, we all know. Yep. You know? No, Max. <laughs> um, no, Max. But oh, Verstappen no, on the inside of 
There we go. You've come a long way from there. You know what? But. Uh, Sorry, Nimsy, go uh, ahead. Uh, well, I was about to say, now seems like a good enough time to talk about uh, the yeah. full wrap-up from Brazil. Yes, we've got to give the proper Formula One's cadence because... This is Brazil! It certainly is, Vin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the big controversies, of course, uh, Max Verstappen. Now, if you haven't heard... Uh, the radio. Basically, he. This is some ultimate dummy spitting from Max. So let's hear what uh, Max Verstappen had to say after he was told by the team, uh, let uh, Perez pass. Max, let Checo through, please. Max, what happened? I told you already last time. Uh, you guys don't ask that again to me. Okay? Are we clear about that? I gave my reasons and I stand by it. All right, so there's Max. Now let's hear what. Here's what happened afterwards on uh, Perez's radio. I'm sorry about that, Checo. We're deeply happy to afterwards. Yeah, it shows who he really is. Mm. Like, I, for what Checo is, has done for Max. Oh no! If it wasn't for Checo, oh, Max wouldn't have won. Wouldn't have won last, last year's championship in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. At all. When he blocked like blocked Hamilton for two or three laps. Oh, absolutely. I just uh, look I I don't I don't condone it, Stevie G. I think it's a uh, there's a certain word that we're never allowed to use on radio and I think that's what it was. It was a something act. And um a particularly look, if he was fighting for the championship still, deadlocked in a battle, mm. then different story. But he's won it with like four rounds to go. Constructors is in the bag as well. I just and and Checo is a, a brilliant bloke, and then B, coming trying to get for second in the championship, and he does that. I just think it's a dog act, and it reminds me of – that's pretty strong words to use, but I think it was a dog act. It was. And, and it reminds me of Vettel and Weber, multi-21. But these guys, they've got things in common. Schumacher used to do the same stuff. They are multiple world champions for a reason. Because they do not care. And as you said in there, don't ask me to do it again. I've told you the reasons why and I'll never do it. So don't ask me to do it again. Yeah. And so what but, is Horner, Okay, so what, what is, happens then if, uh, and how do the team, uh, you know, the team might have won the team's championship. Max might have won the driver's championship. But if they finish first and third. Yep. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, uh, I get it. I, I don't, what does Horner do? Exactly right. Like, oh, if, if. They're not going to sack him because clearly can't. he's. He's got a 132-year contract with them anyway. Yeah. But 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 don't you reckon, Steve, you would hope that they sit down around their debrief and Horner goes in there and says, Max, that was a dog act. That was such a poor thing to do because there is – you are 100% right. It's about team. It's about culture. It's about winning and losing together. He's won everything and he couldn't get his – couldn't help his teammate up with it. I just – I'm sorry, Max. I'm off you, mate. I'm just off you. I thought that was a dog act. I think he has really eroded a lot of the goodwill that people... Mm. Now, he's, he's almost... He hasn't gone back to these days. I hit the wall. Uh, coffee, Max. <laughs> but that's, that's a sad thing, mate. He's driving brilliantly. Mm. He, and the thing is, is if you... if he, Tell me if you disagree or agree with this, Stevie J. Had he let him through, do you believe that there is one any one Formula fan around the world that's going, oh, Max is soft. No. Max is soft. There's not one, right? He would have actually gained more respect and more followers. Correct. And Lewis, you know, Lewis, as as tough as he 
is and has been in the past. You know, and I know, Dan, you've texted in a couple of times. We're going to get to your text in a second. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he is – I don't know if he's a changed man, but he's actually showing, as Dan says here, um, you know, a bit of humility. You know, it says here, Checo is universally liked in the pit uh, and Max hasn't done himself any favours. What about the new Lewis Hamilton and his humility and love for George? I'm starting to like Lewis, which is weird. Thanks, Dan. But, you know, we've seen uh, Lewis – have to obviously um, get let past his mm-hmm. teammate, mm-hmm. couldn't get the job done, and he's pulled over at the last corner and let him back through again. Winners we, team, loses the team. Exactly right. So yeah. Lewis has got that that respect and uh, for his you know for his teammate and probably for himself mm. at the end of the day. Mm. Um, you know, as as much as people bag Lewis and, and about how he is and the way he dresses and it's all about him. And when it comes to the crunch and the team telling him what to do, he does what he's told. And Arguably, over most of the, the time, most of the time, but arguably over the last two years, Red Bull have been the team they've been because you've had Checo there and harmonious type world team all pulling in the same direction, trying to beat the high and mighty Mercedes. And when they do it comfortably, he turns into a. I can't say it. He t- <laughs> what, Brad? What, are we after nine o'clock, Nimsy? Yeah, he turns into a prick. Mm. I got. I, I don't know. I, maybe I get too emotional about it, but I'd, I'd take him out behind the the uh, press conference and introduce him to my Give him a clip. crash helmet, hmm. I reckon. Crash helmet? Crash helmet. Not the, the crash oh, your helmet. friends Des and Troy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have, mate, I'd whip out the uh, Hammer Brothers Jack and Sledge. Oh, and uh, I'd, uh, old Thunder I'd and Lightning. Just yeah, <laughs> Thunder and Lightning. He'd feel the back of my hand with old uh, Maxie if he did that. <laughs> But, I, look, I feel sorry in this one instance. I feel sorry for Horner and I feel sorry for Checo. And, Maxie, you need to have a good hard look at yourself, Sunshine. A good hard look at yourself. It was really uncalled. But, look, let's actually talk about what should be the big story. George Russell getting mm. his maiden win. And uh, yes. there, was, there was a very cool photo that was, like, uh, from, I don't know, when was, um when did, like, maybe from, like, 08 or something where George Russell is just a fan yeah. with Lewis Hamilton and he's leading a Mercedes 1-2 with Lewis. Like, that's a pretty cool sort of... Uh, it, it's, it reminded me of that Declan Fraser and Craig Lowndes photo that they yeah, recreated yeah. at Bathurst. Like, yeah. it, it must be pretty good for, for Georgie to... Because he, he looked over the moon. Oh, yeah. I mean, kids first win, right? And in Mercedes. And he's been comprehensively beating Hamilton all year. He's been building. And don't forget, it's the first win and the first 1-2 for... Mercedes in what has been an exceptionally difficult year. So in that instance, uh, we saw Hamilton and, and Georgie and everyone celebrating as art team. And uh, good on you, George. There was there was many squeals of delight first thing in the morning on uh, Monday morning when we, when the girls of the McKeldin household woke up to the news that their collective boyfriend had won his first Grand Prix, <laughs> including Mrs. Mack. <laughs> I'm shocked. She was rather happy too. I'm shocked. Uh... Yes. Yes. So, she, look, uh, a sensational win. And, and let's talk about pole position just for a second. Oh, I mean, yeah. Magnet K-Mag, the first pole position for Haas. I mean, how sensational was that, Stevie J? Also, how I low mean, is that roof that he was uh... – <laughs> did you see – when he yes, jumped, he jumped out. Well, you see, don't forget they're midgets, these Formula 1 bikes. Steve and I were never well, meant to – George is probably – on the About taller the aspect, isn't he? He's a bit Weber. Yep. But when when uh, when K Mag got out of the car and stood on the front of it over the halo, like he was, he was just about to put his helmet through the lights. <laughs> it was. Above it. it was quite yeah, funny. So uh, it was. It was a 
good Grand Prix. Um, uh, bit of controversy. Um, Max acted like a dill. Um, K-Mag on pole. Georgie Russ with a win. Mercedes won too. It's probably what Formula One needed in the final race of Stevie J as we go to Abu Dhabi. Now, I thought it was a good race. Yeah, I think, and, and actually Ben from Brisbane is just messaging. It's actually quite a good text. He's hoping drive to survive following Red Bull in Brazil. Uh, <laughs> drama field for sure. That will be interesting if, if they were following. And I'm sure they're doing another, they're, well, they are doing another series yeah. of drive to survive. And I'm sure it'll be uh, hopefully oh, on there. How's yeah. this from Hillstorm Hillary? Just quickly before the music comes up. Dog act from an a-hole. He'll never change. He was an a-hole when he started with Weber and Danny Rick. One word for him, A.P. Rick. Uh, bring on Adelaide, my hometown. Radelaide. Damn right. Cheers. An evening, an e- cheers and evening bevies from Hillstorm Hillary. Good Thank on you, you Hillary. Hillstorm. We look forward Hillary? to seeing you at uh, Radelaide. Here's, uh, here's yeah. another one too from Dan. Introduce Max to the judge and the jury. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was just... Oh, it's fantastic! Uh, look at yourself, Maxie. And, and one from and one from Rafa. I don't think Max would have done that in Mexico. Then again, I could be wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tell you what, Rafa. Had Maxie done that in uh, in Mexico, he'd have been lucky to get out alive. Yeah, he would have been. You need to calm down. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that they would have tipped the joint upside down had he it's done that. It's on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> they would have pulled him limb from limb had he done that to their boy oh, in Mexico. It certainly would have. We're going to take a quick mm. pause for the course here on the driver's seat because we do have to talk about uh, TCR Australia as well because they wrapped up a championship mm. and our man, Tony Delberto. Tony D. D.L. Burrito. The, Bill, the Del Burrito did fantastically. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll touch on that next here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Remember to get your hands on the driver's seat app. It's got podcasts, interviews, news and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. And and no matter what other, whatever is going on on the planet, make sure you have that on you because wherever you are worldwide, you can listen to us. Great to have your company wherever you might be watching around the planet. Thank you, Dwayne. Um, let's talk quickly about the TCR Championship. When the moon Hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. Because our man Tony Dalberto has been crowned the 2022 Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series Champion, but just by I think the correct term Two is points. by a bee's dick is oh. the way. <laughs> is, uh, okay, definitely after nine yeah. o'clock now. Uh, he kind of looked Stevie J like he didn't want to win it, did he? And I know the car was. Mm. So, Not one of their strongest tracks for the Honda, but he was, and it was still sandbagged slow. too, the, wasn't it? The, the 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 Honda should not have been that slow. No, I think there was a level of balance of performance that was affecting it, and I just don't think the car was right. He looked like he didn't want to win it. Yep, <laughs> he was yep. scared of it. He was not taking any risks. He almost drove it out the end of the championship. The didn't other he? end, he really did, and it was hard. It was actually kind of. Hard to watch because there was a lot going on. I actually thought for a weekend of racing, I thought TCR put on some sensational, well, two races because the, the middle race middle got uh, uh, rained out. Canned. Jeez, there was some shots, hey? Eh? Yes. It was probably lucky that that middle race didn't go ahead. Mm. It could have been completely different. Correct. Absolutely completely different because the speed that Will Brown was showing and at one point was actually leading the championship with only about five or six laps to go. Uh, it looked like he was going to take it. That that Audi was 
absolutely on. It was a rocket, yeah. It was a rocket. Um, And so, yeah, I think you're right. Had the second race gone ahead, (laughs) I don't know if TD would have had it, to be quite frank. No, it's – and he didn't look like the TD that – we saw all year, but we saw at Queensland Raceway come out and have his, you know, we're all saying, when's he going to win his first race? And he did. He smashed him. He won a couple of races, pole positions, you know, and and then I think that intensity just dropped to conservativeship um, for him at Definitely. the end. And, you know, he could see cars, you know, Jay Hansen spraying it up against the wall. He was a title contender. Geordie Cox obviously had that issue and, and got penalised at the end of uh, race one or two. One. Race one. Um, qualifying, actually. Qualifying, yeah. So, you know, I think sometimes, you know, you've got to be, um, you got to be in attack mode. You've got to be on the front foot. Don't do anything silly, but, yeah. you know, it, it's, you can get yourself into more trouble in just trying to just make do yep. than you can by doing what you've done all year. Tell me your thoughts on Jordan Cox and Moffat coming together in practice. That would have been a lovely debrief, I would have thought, with Geordie <laughs> going up mountain straight and just clean getting hit or hitting into Moffat, who was weaving and warming up his tyres. I mean, you know Geordie's a mate of mine. We love him on this show. He has unbridled talent, but for whatever reason, just can't seem to get it together. Trip GRM and those two drivers tripped on their own, you know what, there, because Geordie mm. had raw speed again but just couldn't put it together. It's, you know, it's... Does he need a sports psych, Steve J, to sit him down and go, mate, you can't win every corner? I, don't, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, it gets to the point where, and we all know that raw speed is important as a race driver. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to tame if you've got it than it is to build it if you haven't got it. Sure. But... It just proves that you need to be the whole package to win races. Yes. Right? Very you good. You can't just win it yep. on outright speed. And you don't have to win every race. Look at TD. Didn't I think he won two races all year and he's won the championship. Super yep. consistent this year, though. Very, Geordie very consistent. Won, yeah, Geordie should have won this championship based on speed if he'd yep. have won some races. Yeah. Because he had it all year. I reckon. No, but um, congratulations. Might have, to, to, might have to talk to Geordie in the off-season. <laughs> congratulations, Although, though. To, to, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just saying it didn't work last season. We had – Geordie and I had dinner up here on the Gold Coast. I said, mate, you've got to finish some races this year. Like, you really got to finish races. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, no, mate. <laughs> no, mate. Maybe I need to speak to him. True. You, can you speak to him? I'll give you his number. Okay. Jeez. Right. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> That's far <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Uh, <laughs> over. <laughs> Text in 0433981116. Congratulations to Tony D'Alberto becoming yes. the third TCR Australia champion behind Will Brown in 2019 and Chaz Mossett in 2021. He will be next year the first ever champion to run with uh, door number uh, with number one on the door. So cool yeah. little thing there for Tony some, D. Some big announcements too. We're going to talk about that after the break because I think we're actually going to get a Bathurst International next year, Stevie J. There you go. So they Ooh, won't just yeah. randomly get an Italian flag and drape TD with oh, it going, no. you're glad. Italian today, mate. I'm glad they listened to the driver's seat to get all their tips. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. We'll take a quick break. Back with more after this. 
This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Uh, this is the driver's seat. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. A uh, bit of breaking news. No, well, it's not breaking news, but uh, it's news that we kind of expected. But the Gen 3 dates uh, for shakedowns and testos to run for the teams to run their own uh, Ford Mustang and Chevrolet Camaro supercars, it's been penciled in following a meeting between supercars and all teams, and it will be in 2023. So uh, Victorian teams will get their first glimpse of the new era with its session to be held at Winton on Friday, January 27th, 2023. And on Sunday, January 30th, it'll be the turn of the Queensland-based teams at QR. So there you go. Full test day for the Vic teams, Tuesday, February 7th, while the Queensland teams will follow suit uh, February 9th on the Thursday at QR. Should see the look of shock on my face. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure this was always going to happen, folks, uh, given that people got chassis about a week ago um, and they've still got to complete the rest of this season. Um, pretty sure that was always going to happen. So, you know what? I'm sick of talking about it, Nimsy. Quite frankly, every time we get a date, it gets pushed out. Every time we get told this, it gets pushed out. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm sure it'll be on track. I'm sure it will. The guys and girls of every supercar team are working hard. Um, the last thing I would want them to do would be to rush it <laughs> uh, and actually not not have a good turnout. Worst thing we can do is go to Newcastle, Stevie J, and have seven cars, eight cars, nine cars have technical failures. So you've got to get them yep. right. I understand yep. that. But, again, why did we set an expectation that it was going to happen, happen in December? Uh, I mean – it's one of those. It's one of those topics that it's actually gives me um, shingles to speak about because you it's so frustrating that there should be every team should at least have one car that's that they've had on the track testing for the last two, three, four months, like NASCAR did, like NASCAR, twelve did. months ahead. It's so frustrating. So I don't, you know. I, I want to say a lot to get myself into too much trouble, but it, it's disappointing that it's taken so long and there's still more farcical bits and pieces happening behind the scenes with the aero. That's farcical. You know. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, so there is more, and the aero test is not done yet either. So the whole thing up at Well Camp in Toowoomba in the T Bar last week or the week before didn't get completed. I don't believe so. No. Oh. Goodness gracious me. So, and not, or sorry, not signed off. Right. If these guys were builders building your home, <laughs> you, <laughs> you dead. When the responsibility police go through the front door of supercars, it's like the light going on in the kitchen and everyone scurrying under the skirting board. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, look, I, you, you know more than I, obviously, through connections. I don't get it. I'm just Joe Average, Joe Punter, Joe Fan. And and I know a little bit and I'm just I, – I, it's now beyond a joke mm. for, for mine. And I know all the media, all the supercars media and all the other podcasts are all very serious about it. And listen, what you got to understand, understand about our show – But don't get me wrong either that I'm actually excited – 
to see what it's all about oh, next year. Yeah. It's just, I feel for the teams. Oh. I feel for the teams and what's going to happen at Christmas, what's going to happen in the new year. I got a text, I got a, an email today about a lot of other podcasts. text podca- email. A text oh, email right. about um, a bunch of other podcasts as opposed to our show that obviously goes out to podcasts. You've got to understand with the driver's seat folks that we, normal motorsport podcasts, a little bit like 60 Minutes, we're a little bit like, hey, hey, it's Saturday. Um, we're much more light entertainment, but when and so we actually have the ability to just laugh at what's going on because it's just a tish fight. And I, as you rightly said, what we're reading again is not. There's nothing clear about that arrow, and now we're testing in January. And are we going to start the season with Gen Three? Google it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is the driver's seat. We'll wrap it up in just a moment here. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Remember, you can get us around the clock on our socials at Driver's Seat Show. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Lee has chimed in. Uh, regarding Gen 3... Did someone say KFC? I don't care. <laughs> oh, well done. Well played, Lee. Well played. Uh, we we got to look, look ahead to this weekend, boys, because you are going to be in action. We announced a couple of weeks ago that both Matt and, Matt and Steve will be taking part in the Winton 300. But we also mm. got to mention, too, Matty, you're going to be jumping in Ronnie and uh, giving it a bit of a thrash. I will be, yes. The uh, the 99 TA2 Mustang is alive Looks and running. Looks mint, I should point out. Do we like the look? It's very NASCAR. If you haven't, just jump onto our socials if you haven't seen it. We went for a fully NASCAR-inspired look. And apart from a couple of negative comments on the Team Johnson page, uh, we have had universal agreement that it looks tough. Mm. So I, I like the way you described it with the, the furniture row car because that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yep. Furniture Flat row black. racing. Yep. Big white furniture row down the side, and yep. you can't mistake it for anything else. No, you can't. And uh, it was it was great to see Stevie J drive it. He earned his. Uh, you know, I gave Stevie J a bit of a uh, bit of a test after his efforts <laughs> at Bathurst uh, Thanks, over the man. weekend. You know, good look after the kids. Got some talent. Um, so it was good to see it back out there. Had a couple of little little electrical issues, which the boffins at uh, TA two and Team Johnson all sorted out. So she's in the truck. Where where is it now, Stevie J? Uh, it should be Maruland? at Maroolan. around there. Yep. So it's around it's... somewhere around New South Wales. Yep. making its way southern New South Wales. Would that yeah. be uh, Maroolan? Yeah. yeah, just just south of just. Sydney. Yep. And uh, we are on the burner at six a.m. tomorrow morning, heading down for both TA two. Muscle Car Series, framed by High Tech, uh, and the Winton 300. Why do you always put that voice on like that? Framed because by it's, like a, it's like a radio. Remember Daryl Summers used to do that? He used to do that too. Not that I'm Daryl Summers, but, you know, <laughs> framed by High Tech. <laughs> now, um, just quickly too, it's not just the Winton 300, uh, but um, Jet will be looking to wrap up yes. the national title for the TA2 Muscle Car Series. Uh, he's got a... Sizable lead there, but 91 points as between him and Graham Sheeney. So that should be pretty you, good to see. If you ask me to give the lead back to, to Jet to win the race, I'll do it. I'm not Max. <laughs> <laughs> In some aspects. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> right. if, I get within, if I get within half a lap of Jet, it'll be a friggin' miracle. <laughs> or you've been lapped. That's it, that's it from us. Hopefully we'll see it, Winton. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.